Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. So today we will be discussing afterthoughts from the book and reactions from friends and family who have previewed the book. And for this podcast, it will be with my wife, the author of the book. How Hello. you doing today? <laughs> hey, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. Well, again, I just wanted to thank you uh, for writing this book and then just for all the times that we spent on these podcasts. Uh, this has been great. Um, so I really appreciate you. And um, I especially appreciate you again, just for taking out the time. And again, uh, just going over this book. I mean, this is something that, that we need, mm-hmm. especially of this nation at mm. this time. Now, I want to ask, um, after rereading the introduction of this book and receiving feedback from others, what would you change about the introduction? Um, there's not much I would change about the introduction at this point. I did all the feedback that I had gotten did help me to re-sculpture it. Like um, the very last paragraph, I only had one sentence there saying, you know, if you're a religious person who has sen- who's um, sensitive to unfavorable words, just basically say like there may be some words that you're used not used to hearing from a religious standpoint. But we'll talk to Denise later. But Denise came in and helped. I had changed some language in the in the book after Keisha had already edited mm-hmm. some of the parts. And Keisha speaks Angelese, so she knows <laughs> how to turn my what I have to say into something like a diamond. It's like I would present it to you in a diamond form with a, just a little bit of dust on it. She takes it, cleans it off, and makes it shine. So mm, Shine bright like diamonds, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. She makes her work <laughs> um, shine like diamonds. But I went in and I, me- I messed it up again after she oh, did it. Sorry, wow. Keisha. And so basically, um, Denise went back in and she kind of cleaned it up again. And I um, and so basically she she added in the in the end the scripture Proverbs 3 5 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and um, basically just letting those, everyone know that some of the things you're going to have to do you're going to have to lean more on your on your understanding of Christ not on your religious understanding of Christ because that's that's something that I'm learning and I've learned from grieving and learning from other grievers especially those who attend church that um we think there's a certain way you're supposed to handle things and and sometimes you can't lean on your own understanding. You got to lean on what the Lord says. Mm, mm. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I would add more about you in it because oh. I appreciate your oh. support in all oh. this. Wait a minute. Don't get all in your feelings right <laughs> oh, now. <laughs> I was like, come on with it. 
Well, um, <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that I made sure in the book, so you have to read the book, that I um, made a, a thank you to you and expressed all that there. But I just didn't do it throughout the whole book. And that was another um, input that I got. And I was just like, oh, I didn't mean to diss him. It's just like we're partners and we're almost like one. So I just thought, hmm, I don't need to talk about all that. But I wish I could have done more of that. You know, I was going to say, I mean, if you happen to have that on you, I mean, you okay, can go ahead. Um, I'm not okay, reading okay, 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 <laughs> They I'll, have to read it. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm going a little bit too far on that. Okay. Wow, all right. wow. I just thought I'd just try that. Mm. <laughs> they have to read it. You you know we good. We good. All right. But I appreciate that. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. I know it has taken a few years in order to write this book, you know, with other authors. Um, has your stance on grieving changed at all? Um, the biggest thing is with massive losses. Mm. It took me, I had to reread my own book sometimes when, um, because like I was explaining earlier, God put this on my heart about a year before the pandemic hit mm. and all the aches and pains that I was feeling. I'm so glad that Alkanessa told me to write it down and she, she, you know, she inspired me to write it down. And then over the years is being sculptured into this and then getting other perspectives but I had to reread this book and remind myself just because I went through it because sometimes when you go through massive losses, it seems like that everybody's ready to move on quicker. And I stopped seeing seeing massive losses and numbers in the in the news and I saw the pain the families must suffer and, and I became I'm more empathetic to the emotional, physical and spiritual needs of people around me. So that's where my prayers go to now more quickly. Um is, is opposed to trying to fix the problem or just seeing a bunch of numbers and seeing like, oh my goodness, a lot of people dying again. That's sad. But I actually see, I understand more of the suffering that the families have to go through afterwards because it doesn't get better and it seems like it's, it's gotten worse and worse and it seems like one thing got another keep happening. Right, right. I understand that. Now, I know you sort of touched on this on, in my first question, but what was one of the takeaways that you received from others who previewed the book that really stuck out to you? One of the biggest takeaways was, um, and we're going to interview all the, ta- all the everything that everybody gave me the input. First of all, one of the biggest takeaways about the podcast that got on my nerves Uh-oh. is that everybody's like, oh, your husband sounds like a, he, he does good with podcasts. I was like, okay, he can have that. I don't care. <laughs> but maybe that's the makeup for when I didn't put you in the book. So, but you did do a great job with that. Um, I but appreciate the, that. <laughs> you you accept that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the um, my biggest takeaway was from everyone just understanding that just because I went through all this and I've been so involved in this book and I've been trying to implement the things that I've been talking about doesn't mean that this book would not still impact people. Mm. I thought that for me, it doesn't impact me as much as it impact those people who came in and talked about it and talked about how they never thought about the simplistic, how simplistic it is to just simply listen to someone grieving and to um, talk about and then just for everyone to be like, so what do you say in these situations? And people still have questions and just the way it prompt so many um, conversations with it. So all of the things that I gotten, 
I got them and I just prayed about it and I just knew that God was giving them to me. So I just took them in, tweaked the book a little bit. And then this Afterthoughts podcast became our baby. <laughs> you know, one of the things that um, that that constantly came up to me was, or actually not so much, you know, the feedback, but it's what people are now using in their conversation. You know, whenever they're trying to address something that has happened to someone, you know, I've heard several times where someone would just, oh, you know, from from this book, I learned this and I was sharing this to, to such and so or whatever. You know, yeah, so that's sharing my book before it got put out. Now, don't be taking the money, nah, nah, the nah, food nah, nah, out of nah. our mouth now. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm not saying that, but it's like, and I understand what you're saying, but it's like, what I love about it is that people have been able to be inspired by this. And now it's part of their, their everyday speech when they're talking mm-hmm. to someone about, about something similar that's going on with that other person. And I think that's one of the great parts about this book in mm-hmm. order to keep the conversation going is that people are able to draw from this and be able to put it back out there in order to help someone else who's dealing with the, with the same sort of thing. So I agree. Uh, the biggest thing is no one likes to talk about death. No one right. likes to talk about grief. Because, like I said earlier, you see numbers, you see um, something bad happen. But when you have to emotionally get involved and try to figure out how can you help without trying to fix, Mm. without trying to rush, it is the hardest thing to do. Right. Exactly right with that. Now, during this time, um, you experienced another loss during the writing of the book. Yeah, my Uh, oldest sister. mm. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, We lost my oldest sister about almost a year ago in March in 2021. And, um, man, I thought I was done with losing my family members. She was the last maternal sister that I grew up in a household with. So as of now, we I've lost four individuals that I grew up in a household with. And, um... She suddenly passed away and my nephew calls me and tell me that she won't wake up and and calls me back and tell me she's gone. And I thought I was done. I thought I was done with grieving. And I, I, I thought, OK, I've been through this. And by no means am I saying like just because you had one grieving, it, it gets easier. It's just that I thought that I would be able to handle it after writing this book and talking about all this stuff. And I just I my physically and my body honestly started shutting down because I was trying to move forward and trying to say okay I'm okay I gotta move forward I gotta move forward and it taught me a lesson it taught me that after you lose someone you have got to deal with those feelings because I was trying to still be strong for everybody else because that's something I'm still working on mm-hmm. and I was still trying to move forward and, and and everybody and everybody around me like oh you had a lot of losses so you should be okay now that wasn't the case but when it came around the holidays again I just physically I, my my mind became numb again. And, and, and all honesty, I want to stop writing a book. I want to stop doing a podcast and I want to stop everything. And I, I that's where I got to really thank you because when I want to give up, it's like you just jumped in and you just start helping and you just start pushing me to keep going because I didn't want to go. I just want to stop. I just want to go in a dark room and just be done with life because I'm just like, man, why is this happening again? And uh, it's just... 
it never gets easy losing someone, constantly losing your family members. I would love to say it gets easier and, and you can handle it better, but you can't. Yeah. And um, I remember that. That was a hard time. Um, and then especially dealing with um, her kids, mm-hmm. you know, and what they, you know, were going through during that time and mm-hmm. what they're still going through. Mm-hmm. You know? and, um, I really appreciate you um, staying in there with them, um, asking them, you know, how are they doing? Um, how are they feeling? How are they coping with everything? So I really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, they, they're they're older because um, they're older. Um, so they took care of the funeral arrangements and everything like that. And it, it did change the dynamics of our family because I'm pretty much the the matriarch left in my side of the family under my mother's um under my mother and my nephews they they they're all matured so much they're they're doing a great job I, I would love to say I'm helping them but they're helping me as well and my oldest sister's um, son will be on one of the podcasts as well yeah, that's awesome yeah they're they're just so smart I just love speaking with them because all of my nieces and nephews well I speak mostly with my nephews um, but my nieces and nephews they're all little little smart little somethings and independent little somethings so I just love speaking with them and I love loving them Um, but it's just kind of hard because we all looked alike in some way we all sound like in some way we all got similar thinking and for a while I didn't want to you know hurt them by speaking with them but I had to push past myself and do it Mm. There's some, one of my um, my CEO was telling me that because I, I said that and she said, well, you know what? They want to see you. They, they're going to they need that. And right. my niece, Dee Dee, said that one time, too. Right. Now, in closing, I want to ask them um, basically, are there any closing thoughts on this journey that you've um, been on so far in writing this book that you want to that you want to share with us? Basically, that I appreciate God allowing me to have this opportunity to share this so that speaking about losses can be something that people don't feel so weird about anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, That those who are believers, those who are attending congregations can have something to discuss and not push it off to the side. and, And um. And I don't think that everybody's pushed it off to the side, but just really speak about it and not try to make it like, oh, I'm being so spiritual because I handled it this way and that way. There are layers that um, happens in grieving and not everybody's going to handle it the same way. And our job is not to fix it with scriptures and thoughts and comments and things like that, because that wind up hurting the griever even more. And lastly, just for everyone to just understand that once you have gotten to the point where you're feeling better after grieving don't forget what you went through don't forget how others made you feel so that when you help in the next griever you can be one of the a good person that uh, you can be a safe place let's put it like that you can be a safe mm. place for a griever to be able to process all the grief and get through it wow I appreciate that and again I appreciate you um Especially, you, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, um, I, I definitely appreciate you um, 
you know, I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast today and um, discussing your afterthoughts. Um, I know um, there was a lot of reaction and different things um, that we received. Um, and, and, you know, with basically just going through and just processing that and making those changes that, you know, that we need to make, you know, as far as with the podcast and especially with the book. So I really appreciate that. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast today. I got to give God all the glory, to be honest, to give the Lord all the glory because I'm old now and I can't keep doing this stuff. I, I work full time in the morning, then had to come home and do this stuff and on the weekends. And it's not easy, but I appreciate your partnership in this because you helped me to get through. Well, thank you. And with that, peace. Oh, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.